welcome to the Brutal Iron Gym Podcast, where our goal is to cut through the BS and deliver the brutal truth about topics related to health and happiness. Today's podcast number 1,880, and we're with Meredith. Hey there. Hey. <laughs> so this is one of our in-depth podcasts, so we're going to talk a little bit longer. Hopefully it's interesting the whole way through. Come <laughs> at you. Yes. Uh, so today's topic is the best and worst diets we've tried. Mm. Yes. Now, uh, you have been in several podcasts, but for the new listeners, can you give them a fitness background? Fitness background. Yeah, like what have you done that involves like a barbell? Okay, so. So everything. <laughs> <laughs> what haven't you done? Is it pre-barbell or post-barbell? Um, well, I always start by like the foundation because like the calves are always the question. Oh, so yes. like the foundation is like 24 years of dance. Yes. And then when you're dancing 25 to 35 hours a week, depending on how many competitions you have that weekend, you like you don't have an outlet when you're an adult. Oh, gosh. No. Uh-uh. So after that, when I graduated, <clears throat> I tried. Um, I did yoga. I enjoyed yoga, but I'm bad at the part where you have to sit there. Like uh-huh. Savasana at the end. Known for just like getting up and walking out because I just can't sit still. Um, I got I, stuff to do. I, <laughs> I got to work on that. I'm well aware I need to work on that. I did yoga. Um, I trained for a marathon. That's right. Yes. Trained for half. So therefore, also did a half marathon. Yes. Um, I did. I remember doing quite a few like mud runs. Like I did a 17 mile tough mudder oh, once. That's pretty cool. That was fun. Um, in a twisted way. I did uh, CrossFit for a long time. I was a coach uh, at a few prominent gyms here in the Carolinas. Yeah, and then what about the Glassman experience? Oh yeah, uh, that'd be a cool little fun. Yeah, story. I met uh, Greg Glassman in person, and we chatted, and he helped me um, achieve a goal I had of my own. So that's on YouTube. Uh, it's called Fit to Teach. It's a series that CrossFit headquarters mm-hmm. filmed. Um, and then <clears throat> after CrossFit, I did bodybuilding. Yeah. I competed in women's physique. And just um, happened to like win. Now, yeah. So. Did pretty well. <laughs> um, did pretty well there. And then, um, but in between that, in between CrossFit and that, I got into, I really liked Olympic lifting. Um, I got certified at the Olympic Training Center in Colorado Springs. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of fun. Um it's, I kind of miss it. You know, I really enjoy that. Um, that's probably why you said just, you know, anything with a barbell. Um, and then try to get into, dabbled into powerlifting. So just a little bit of everything. Yeah, which is exciting and fun. You yeah. Know? And um, you're one of those rare people that when you dabble, you try any Try anything like, twice. Yeah, you'll, tr- <laughs> yeah you know, you'll get into it and you're like, well, let's see how this goes. And then you just do really well. Yeah. So it's uh, very cool to see. Now, thank you. With that extensive of a background of activities, yes, you have eaten in many different ways. <laughs> so, yes. what would be like a sequential season of life of ways that you ate? So, like when you were in, you were in high school, you ate for this reason. Starve myself. Yes. So <laughs> we can start with that. We can start with that. Yeah. Um, well, like that, and that's also why I said dance, right? So. Mm-hmm. Um. Let's see. So I 
I don't think I was like over fat until like 15, 16 mm-hmm. when I was like eating my feelings and didn't know what I was doing. Yeah. Right? Like mm-hmm. grandparents died, parents divorced, moved multiple times. It's a lot of change, like yeah. just a lot to try and navigate. Um so that's when I did Weight Watchers to start, okay. which as a as a way of eating was great. Um, for me, as someone that's type A, it was like, if I get this many points a day, that's it. No more, no less, this many, done. Right? Yes. So, so like, you nice just go. There. Yes, it was a structure I liked. But then I took it, like, way too far. Okay, it was too but, far. Um, you were eating humans? <laughs> like, I want maximum protein. No, no not quite. <laughs> um, I didn't realize at that time, 50, 60, that, like, you have a base metabolic rate. Uh, yes. So if I ate 1,400 calories, I have to exercise to get rid of 1,400 calories. Yeah, that wonderful math law. So like... Yes. I did the same. <laughs> yeah. So that I took it way too far, and I got down to... I remember getting on the scale at my lightest. I was 86 pounds. That's crazy. I think half my body weighs 86 pounds. Yeah. I think like my leg weighs 86 yeah. pounds. Yeah. Um, so it, it was good. It was great. And if I had, um, like guidance to, okay, you look good now, you're healthy, you still have your cycle, your hair isn't falling out yet. Mm-hmm. Like you can stop now. Yeah. It's like the Where female was, triad for dieting is keeping your cycle like at certain body fat percentage. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I just, it, like, I, I remember when I probably looked my best after doing Weight Watchers and then I just... Or then you go back to, okay, add 20 points to your diet and maintain. But mm. that's like a big swing. So I just stayed at, um, I remember the number, I was eating 21 a day. Oh, wow. And just about, on average, two points was 100 calories. Oh, my gosh. Okay. So, and I was dancing, what, three and a half, four hours a night. Yeah. And then some seasons I was either doing track or lacrosse and then going to practice, going yeah, to dance. crazy calorie burn. Um, so. So, yeah, I so I don't want to like slam Weight Watchers for that because I am well aware I took it too far. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was it was really good because you got to eat you generally got to eat anything. Yeah, you just had to keep it within reason. And there's the portions that like America just doesn't do well with. <laughs> well, true. Yeah, like when you have to portion stuff, you start to go, "Holy crap, this is what that is!" Like, yeah. it's so surprising what proper portions actually are. I think, isn't it? Yeah. Oreos is like famous for being three Oreos as a portion size, which yeah. is a joke. Two, if it's the kind I eat. The, double, the, the double, double stuff. stuff. Yeah, it's like yeah. Two, two. You're like, I've just started eating. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just warming up. Yeah, those I'm, were like my just starter My, my warm-up bites. Yeah. <laughs> my yeah. start, my starter up. Oreos. Yeah. Um, so what were we talking So, so history of diets. History. So you, you did Weight Watchers. I did. And it had pros and cons. We'll come back to some of that in a second. Yes. So what was the next thing you did nutritionally? Okay. Um, that would be... Oh, we. I mean, a whole other podcast dedicated to the swing after that. Coming yeah. back from 86 pounds. But I wouldn't consider that a diet. I was no. just... So what did you... Like, what's a real quick, like, 30-second blurb about that part? Not knowing how to put, like, muscle, like, how to gain weight to get my cycle back. 
So you wanted like to I, just eat again to be healthy. But yeah, I had no idea what, what I had no idea what to do. I was so eating like Entenmann's in my car. Yeah, yeah, it was, and then I looked like a water balloon. Yeah, I puffed up really bad. Yeah, really people badly. Struggle with that, like so. We'll like we can touch on that right now. Is mm-hmm. When when we consider like the best and worst diets, sometimes the diet itself might be one thing. But yeah. What you do after the diet is a tough part. Yeah. So for example, if a diet is super restrictive and it quote unquote works. Oh my gosh. But you couldn't continue doing it. Yeah. You lost your mind and then overate afterwards. Yeah. Sometimes people are like, well, that diet worked because yeah. I got lean. And you're like, it didn't work because it wasn't <clears throat> a sustainable way of being lean. Right. So the diet itself actually didn't work because the long-term results weren't able to be sustained. Right. And I remember after after that, I was in high school. And there, you could tell you're from southern New Jersey or, or the Philadelphia area if, like, at lunch they give you Philly pretzels for oh, okay. with, like, but, like, you could dip it in cheese. Like, it was just lunch really but i remember i'm like okay i'll have like three pretzels and this is also before my celiac diagnosis so like we won't even um and i remember trying to go to like a therapist like coming out of that i think my mom had me go once and i talked to her once and she's like she started out by saying okay so what did you eat today this is like coming back from just going so far extreme and i told her said i had three pretzels at lunch today she said, well, that's not good. Or so oh, it was just like judgment from a therapist. Yeah. Oh my God. I'm like, shouldn't you just be happy? I'm eating, which now yeah. like we would just be happy. You're eating. Yeah. But, like, Oh, that's oh, awesome. My, that's awesome. Yeah. Good. Like, and I yeah. walked out and I said, I'm never going back to that person. Reasonable. That would have been a horrible experience. Bullshit. Yeah. So, Oh yeah. I guess you can say that one. I can that's say that one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm going to try not slip on the other ones. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I got to college and it was like, I normalized a lot. Like I had just after college and I, or uh, after that was like sophomore year of high school. So then I blew up and then I kind of leveled all through college, okay, which was good. Um, but then when I graduated, like I was, you know, trying to think about like the season of life. I tried the, the lemonade, cayenne pepper, uh, syrup thing. Okay. For people who aren't familiar, what the, that's like um, a type of fasting? The master cleanse. Yeah, master cleanse. Stupid. Yeah. Stupid. So you drink this concoction rather than eating food. Yeah. And I was like, this is, I I don't look any better doing this. Like, I don't feel any better doing this. Like, a weight on a scale will go down because a person, like, you remove food that is stored within you. (laughs) Yeah. So you go to the bathroom, you weigh less. You lose yeah. water retention, so you weigh less. Yeah. So people see a scale go down five, six, you know, seven, eight pounds. It works. Yeah. No, like, it doesn't. Oh, it works. It's like, no, no, yeah. no. Yeah, it's just um, water manipulation and, and waste removal. Right. Um, I did that. I did vegan. Oof, that's a tough one. Yeah. 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 Um, but And that's like before, way before 2023 where there's vegan restaurants like one i just went to that was phenomenal yeah well it's it's true because like nowadays like there's a gluten finder like a gluten-free finder app you can do at restaurants yeah but like five ten years ago that didn't exist no especially not in the early 2000s whenever you and i were going through a lot of these diets right like there'd be no way somebody's like you'd be like what kind of gluten-free they're like what the hell is that yeah <laughs> like what's yeah. gluten yeah. yeah oh the trauma yeah um 
But yes, I was also diagnosed celiac. Um, I was on Accutane in elementary, oh, mil- man, middle school. Oh, supposed to be so bad for your testing. Either elementary or middle school. I forget. Uh, I was sixth grade. Yeah, I think I got off of it in sixth grade. Oh, wow. So I went on Accutane. Um, my skin looked great. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't realize that like it would flip a gene on and all of a sudden like the the diet I ate growing up at home of like pastas and bread at every meal. Yeah. <laughs> I I'm also basically not even joking. Um couldn't eat it. I was like bent over in pain going to the hospital. Like I just it felt like overnight. That's wow. Um and so during that phase of trying to adjust to gluten free long time ago Mm -hmm. it was like i lived on rice cakes and hard-boiled eggs oh wow that's not living no (laughs) but i was so scared to eat anything because the pain is so bad i didn't i didn't know what to do i was just scared to eat anything other than rice and eggs yeah because that's safe and i'm not gonna be i don't have to go to a hospital today like Good ah, motivation for yeah. choosing certain foods. So yeah. Um, yeah. <clears throat> but that wasn't like a diet. That was like survival and figuring that out. So I'm not going to count that phase as like a... Yeah, it wouldn't have been like a best or worst diet, but it, it was a diet where it was a, a time period. Elimination. A di- right. Yeah. Um, and then I'm trying to think. So after college, after like the vegan thing, I did Atkins for a while, but I remember like getting really bad advice on Atkins and like that didn't work and I don't. Like what was the my, Do you remember? Like ice cream was okay because it's high fat. Oh gosh, yes. Yeah. yeah. When people are like, "Oh, I'm doing low carbs, so I can eat pounds of bacon," <laughs> and you're like, "Oh, that's still a lot of calories." <laughs> like, you're right. You're right. The bacon doesn't have carbs, but it's not gonna be like the staple of your C diet. C in the R. Yeah. 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 Uh, it's like, oof. Yeah. Bad advice. Um. What else? And then like the the biggest, the most recent diets where I had some like content knowledge mm-hmm. was doing paleo um and the whole 30 yeah you said those actually were pretty good diets for you yes yeah. so i i'd say if i looked back in my diet rolodex um mm-hmm. and i guess some uh newer Should younger listeners what, what, rolodex what a rolodex is, is? <laughs> Hi, I'm old. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was basically like a little turnstile with cards that had people's names and phone numbers on it. Oh, this is sad. I wish I had to explain that. My grandparents had one. And I used to sit and... I feel like grandparents because we're explaining it. <laughs> I know. I would just sit there and like twirl it because I was bored, right? Yes. So I would just remember playing So useful it. for adults, toys for kids. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, yeah, Weight Watchers worked. Um, and it kind of helps you learn portion sizes, understand moderation. Mm-hmm. Um, I got into paleo when we did, when I started doing CrossFit, which should be what? no surprise to anybody. <laughs> I can't believe that. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> Is Kool-Aid on the menu? Yeah. Um, yeah, but that was like a, a uh, messed with your mind in a way, paleo oh, did. Fun. Okay, so let's dive into that. How did that mess um, with your mind? Because, well, I feel like I or we are the anomaly of some people, right? Because okay. if you're going to do something, you're going to do it. Okay, I'm just so going to do way. it. Like if we decide so, to do something, it's yeah, done. I'm going to do paleo, so I'm going to do paleo. Yeah, like 
like I'm going, I'm drinking I'm just, fully, I'm chugging it. I'm just fully. doing it. Which for me, I liked it because I was no longer just doing rice cakes and rice cakes and eggs. It's oh, all paleo is yeah. gluten free. Sign uh, me yeah. up. It like, was basically how I, you had to eat, whether I, you knew or not. Exactly. Yes. However, you know what also is gluten free? Rice. Oh. oh. You know what you can't eat on paleo? Rice. Rice. <laughs> yeah. Why? Asians didn't, didn't invent paleo. I, <laughs> <laughs> no. I don't know. I don't know why. Um, but I remember it was like, if I wanted gluten-free pasta or I wanted rice, I felt like I was cheating the system. Like, oh. I just... I felt guilty. Like, my mind went back to the, oh, my gosh, I had 24 points today. Like, it was like the, or in an app when you're like, I went over the recommended calories. Or it's just like that. Like, singular numbers. That's what drives me nuts. Right. 1,871 calories. Oh, no, I ate 1,873. I'm a failure. Yeah, I'm a loser. Yeah. So it was like the head games of, you know, that. Just the, I don't even remember was like tequila paleo. Or something. Oh, I, I didn't drink, yeah. but I remember like. If you're drinking tequila on a diet, you're you're stretching the rules, whatever. I remember <laughs> being in a gym, which will be remain, which will remain nameless for the podcast. Um, but they were doing like fireball shots in the gym. Ew. But like, or paleo. Heartburn and lifting. That's great. <laughs> yeah, and I'm just thinking, oh my god, just oh, like yeah. Please don't lift heavy and drink Hopefully at the same time. overhead movements. I don't even Why remember. Why is this barbell spinning? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Dude, why are you lifting two barbells? Yeah. I don't have one. Lift the middle one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Ah! Um, yeah, and I, I just, I didn't look the way I wanted. Um, you know, I, it, I looked okay. It felt good it just it felt a little restrictive right like they're literally zucchini noodles and meat and avocado like i don't you know it it's good in a sense that it's it's a good like elimination diet like in in fit to teach in the series Mm -hmm. because we bring all these people through crossfit for the first time and first of all the the results coming out of that that people had phenomenal changes which was so neat to see but even the diet, if they committed to it, they lost so much fat. Mm-hmm. Um, they didn't like want sugar all the time. They broke their like diet coke habit. So it was it's good from a what, like an elimination diet perspective. Well, the fun part is is then thinking okay, if we dive deep into it, people would say, oh, paleo diet worked for me. Well, like did it? Was it not that it's bad? So I'm not putting paleo down, but. Right. Was it paleo that worked, or was it I am now paying attention to the food I eat? Right. I'm eating enough healthy foods. I don't need the sugary foods. Like, and what is it about the diet that worked? Is it literally that structure, or that they had some structure whatsoever? I think it's a. I think there's a little bit of that in every diet because people go gung ho, right? Mm-hmm. I'm going to do this. This is what I'm going to do. I'm going to stick to it. If I don't do this, I'm going to hate myself like there's a there's a period of i can stick to anything for however many days yes there's that initial phase where you'll do whatever it takes to follow the rules right then in every diet there becomes a cost to following the rules yeah now i don't mean actual physical cost but that could actually be some of it if you're supposed to eat organic everything that's very expensive yeah 
But the cost could also be, I don't really like these pills. Yeah. The cost could be these foods are hard to prepare. The cost is these foods aren't readily available. It's actually kind of very inconvenient for me to right. eat these foods. I mean, try, so and time an avo- try and time an avocado, right? Absolutely. Lose right. your yes. mind. You can buy it at the store and come <laughs> home and it's already ruined. Yes. So 10 minute drive. Uh, but that's the one thing to me is when I think of the best and worst diets is the diet that had the least amount of like friction, the least amount of cost, like an effort, yeah. cost in setup. Like, if it was the closest matching to how I already lived my life, I would typically be able to sustain that longer. Yeah. Yes. Um, that's interesting. So, let's see. So a- after paleo, I but I stopped CrossFit during like a period of my life of like it was a it was a rough go of it. Like not, I had a the best moments. I there was a. It was a bit of a rough patch. Um, And I decided to switch gears and say, I don't, I don't like the way I look. I'm going to get, I'm going to walk into a CrossFit gym and it doesn't like feel good in this phase of my life. Mm -hmm. So when I switched um, and I started bodybuilding, you know, obviously you look great if you start bodybuilding. Yeah. And but it was a hurdle to get over the way of eating that was no longer paleo to like feel okay with it. Yeah. How were they different? Like how did you? How what was the um, differences between paleo versus a bodybuilding diet? I the rice number one, <laughs> yeah. like that Body rice. Was a lot of rice usually. It was a lot of rice. So um, I that was the biggest thing. Like if I think back, and it was. You can remember how you feel in certain moments. It yeah. was like discovering that was okay. Mm. Um, it's like somebody told you the tooth fairy wasn't real. <laughs> it's like a discovery of like rice is bad for you, rice is bad for you, and you're like, holy crap, I can eat rice. Yeah. Like, and I, for all this time, I thought it was bad, but it turned yeah. out it was actually an okay yeah. option. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then I'm trying to think what else. I was trying to I'm trying to remember. Like my diet was very, like I get I had oatmeal. I would eat oats. Yeah. I would eat protein powder that wasn't like a very specific brand of protein powder. Yeah, so that like was paleo. Yeah, the yeah. yeah the paleo grass fed coconut. Mm. Yeah. Fifty dollars for ten ounces, whatever yes. kind of yeah. thing. Um, so my wallet enjoyed it. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Uh, go Rice to go yeah. to Harris Teeter and get it. Can I have a case of chicken, please? How big is your family? It, it's just me. I am going to eat this. Can I please have my case now? Thank you very much. Yes. Um, but it was it was little things, and I I really enjoyed. I remember having like oats and some um, like protein powder mixed in and an egg. Oh, that could be delicious. That was so good. Yeah, I've had uh, I've really tried very hard not to overconsume that mixture before. Uh, yes. Yes, it's like a no big cookie. Yeah. But like. Literally no baked. <laughs> I don't think you bake no bakes either. I don't Do know you? how to make no bake cookies. Is it baked? I don't know. It is. It's downpouring. Um, the <laughs> squirrel. <laughs> <laughs> so what were you talking about? Oh yeah. Um, bodybuilding. So what would you call a bodybuilding diet? Uh, because we get. I can say. All right, I did the lemonade crap, vegan, Atkins, paleo, Weight Watchers. Mm-hmm. 
Well, this is fun because how uh, I do, you know this now from being like married to your me, client is like a bodybuilding diet to me is not what everybody else thinks of bodybuilding diet. So a bodybuilding diet for me, like I've had bodybuilders eat anything they let's, wanted to get on stage. Like they correct. Eat let's just potatoes, let's rice, save pasta. that for the end because yes. that's okay, so still a blows my mind. Bodybuilder diet is um, is there a name for man, it? I don't. It's it's definitely a restrictive form of eating. Because, Six ingredients for 18 months? Yes, very <laughs> restrictive. Um, but I don't know like what like categorical term. It's not obviously not vegan, it's not vegetarian, it's not... So what term does it get? And I think people just refer to it as a bodybuilding diet. Okay. So I think that would be the... Pre- Contest okay. prep. Yeah. So we'll I don't it, know. Like we'll give it that kind of label. Yeah. And that would be like lean proteins. Typically if you're going to get fats, you're going to choose to do additional fats like mm. oils... Uh, in like nuts, yeah. you typically add your fats. So they mm. typically do additional fats, lean meats, and carbs, but that's a whole fun debate over which carbs are supposed to be good. Yeah. But a lot of them is rice and vegetables. Yes. So, so. True. So that's a typical bodybuilding um, diet, contest prep style diet. So, but, but I did that when my life was also relatively chaotic. A little, a little shamblish. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, a little, a little bit in shambles. Yes. Um. Yeah. Let's see. Um. I started when I was doing my. I think I was doing my sales job. Um. Living on on my own, trying to. Um. Wasn't making a lot of money, but I was. It was just. It was so much. I was in the car a lot because it was a sales job. Mm, okay. So I had a. Everything was in a Ziploc bag at the start of the day, and I would just eat out of my purse all day long. That's fantastic. Um, I was supposed to do a show in April, I remember. I was going to do an April one, um, and like December, I was looking good, feeling really, I felt amazing, thought I looked great, um, lost my job in January. Mm. Um, And then I went, well, now what? Yeah, crap. So for me, you know, I didn't really have anyone to fall back on, and I was living alone, and I had no money, and I went, mm-hmm. well, uh, I'm going to pause this because I need to find a job first. Yeah. And I watched <clears throat> my peers at the gym, like, get on stage in April, and I was I, – I had found a job within a month. Nice. Good. Um, but then I – worked i was a contractor so i worked twice as hard to make up for the month i didn't have income that's rough yeah and but i loved what i was doing but i remember watching the people in in april get on stage and i was just like crying because it was so hard and i said okay now i feel like a failure i put some some fat back on because i was just heads down like i had no money yeah what are you gonna do and i said i'm gonna i'm gonna go back and i'm gonna do this Mm-hmm. And I did it again. Like, yeah, I did it all over badass. again. Good for you. Yeah. Thank you. Um, and so, and I'm touching on that because I think you mentioned earlier that it was like, was it the time, the diet, your circumstances? Yeah, like, when a diet like what made it successful? Work. Yeah, exactly. So, like, Why? if I need something to be successful, circumstances aside to a degree. Right. Mm-hmm. So, um, I didn't, I didn't have furniture in my apartment. Yes. <laughs> I didn't have furniture. Um, and I didn't have TV 
obviously if I didn't have furniture. So I didn't, it was a very quiet, empty apartment, Mm -hmm. but I spent money on a gym membership and good food. Yeah, which is awesome because you're taking care of your physical health. Yeah, because I'm like, I'm going to do this despite my circumstances. Yeah, I don't need a couch as much as I need to eat healthy and exercise. Yeah, and it was so much better for my mental health to That's do awesome. that um <clears throat> yeah and then um somewhere in between all of this i just like skipped over the whole 30 yeah so let's touch on that and then we'll broaden out and talk about like why diets work or don't work yeah so what stage of your life did you do the whole 30 um i quit teaching i stopped my teaching job it was before sales i had just completed a 40-ish day cross-country road trip. Oh, wow. Okay, yeah. I had also recovered from um, a parathyroidectomy, so a surgery to remove a tumor out of my neck. Okay. Um, And that tumor in my neck made me... um, Mentally, I was not okay, but I knew that. I knew I wasn't me. So thank God nothing happened. Um, but I was like eating constantly and falling asleep all the time. Like I'd go to bed at four. Uh, but I'd like also eat like a tub of trail mix. Like it was the, it, so but it was like, yeah. there was like a, like my body was not my own is mm-hmm. very much how it felt. So coming back from that surgery and then like how much, you know, driving across the country for 40 days. I came back. I was bloated. My yeah, ankles like were swollen. I was like, I had been in a habit of like, you know, binge eating, restricting, over-exercising. I'd done that for mm-hmm. like 15 years at the time. Oh so I was like, I need, I need a change. My life as I know it is completely changing. Um, and I need to feel better. And it was, it was. I did a, I do a fair amount of research before I get into something, okay. but it was, um, I really wanted to break the habit of like the binge eating, restricting over, like okay. that's what I wanted to focus on. Yeah. And the whole 30 was like three meals a day. If you're going to have, and it was relatively paleo. I can't like speak to so many of the details. I felt like I was a little more restricted than paleo, but I don't know. I don't yeah. really remember, but I remember having breakfast and then being hungry a little bit after and they're like you can't eat until lunch yeah. so make a clean lunch okay so I did that add a little more food to lunch if you were hungry from breakfast and then wait for dinner and so I did the whole 60 I did it back to back that's awesome yeah and from that di- from that diet or way of eating you know because we, we've talked about the term nutrition versus diet a lot but from that way of eating I have never binge date after that that's pretty cool Never. It's been, there was a while where I was like celebrating. It was like I had my like chip, right? And it was like one year of not binging and two years of not binging. Um, And now I just like forget that that was once my life, but I do remember. That's neat. Yeah, that's a good place Um, to have uh, transitioned to. Yeah. Yeah. So the Whole30 helped with that. I don't know if it was as much of the diet as it was like the just focus and intention of I'm not going to... It, I'm gonna just do this thing, and it's going to reset my mindset and my habits. So you're very driven <clears throat> to want that result. Yeah. Yeah. Which, Which like great. now, people would call that intermittent fasting because you don't eat between dinner and breakfast. Yeah, How a, novel! What an amazing, ingenious yeah. idea. 
Yeah. I'm not going to, I'm going to try and. You're supposed to eat and eat when you're not. Don't eat yeah. When you're eat when you're hungry. Don't eat when you're not hungry. Yes. Done. And that's, but it is challenging in the sense to where learning what is hunger. Like, oh, it, oh, oh yeah. We, we talked about that. We talked about that. Like, not in the podcast, but just in our, in our house. Yeah. Yeah. So you, both, you and I both have lost our sense of hunger. no sense of hunger. Hunger, yeah. From just eat to crazy eat. Crazy diets in the past. Yeah. yeah, just eat to eat. You know, I'm gonna. Well, it's it's noon. I guess I should eat now, so I'm going to. Yeah, we but usually there get was, sick, and then we're like, oh crap, I haven't eaten. But even, yeah, but even, yeah, true. Even before that, it was um, just zero zero sense of hunger, which is so weird. Mm-hmm. Like I wasn't hungry, but then I also wasn't full. That's an interesting, like uh, to have both. So I just I did I couldn't regulate mm-hmm. what was happening. Yeah, and I that's part of the reason of I need to figure this shit out. I need to yeah. just regulate it. Yeah. Um, and that the whole very helped with that. That's cool. Yeah. So when we think through, a lot of people will have a similar story in the sense that they've probably tried several diets. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it went well. Sometimes it didn't go well. Sometimes it was because of the diet. Sometimes it was something outside of the diet. Yeah. You know, they went through a stage of life and it just mm. didn't work. So when we think about the best and worst diets, given everything you've gone through, when you would select, okay, let's say, for example, mm. in in six months, you're like, okay, I got a, a cruise coming up or a beach vacation. Mm. I want to look a little leaner. I'm not necessarily trying to lose 50 pounds. I'm, I'm not trying for performance. I just want to feel healthier and look a little leaner in my body what would be some structures <laughs> that you would look for in a diet given everything you've gone through what you think works doesn't work let's say it was like a season of life where you're like this is gonna be a normal season for me which means i might feel a little overwhelmed with work maybe i even have to travel for a week of work uh you know maybe i'm having to move like there's gonna be some things that happen yeah but I want a diet that I believe I can still, in six months, feel like I look better. What would you look for? Like, what foods would you pick? What timing would you pick? Is this like, pre-Rob or post-Rob? Because my right my mindset has completely changed. Talk about that, then. Like, answer that. Like, talk about the mindset change. Um, the fact that I can eat a bagel with mm. butter on it throws me for a loop to this day um yeah yeah i'm okay with it but i'm like deep down like not okay with it like this doesn't feel right it feels dirty yes this feels really dirty um so so for example okay Okay. i i would say okay i need to cut i need to uh Whittle down my carbs, increase my protein. Um, I already drink water like by the gallon every day. Yeah, you all you drink is water all day. Um, I would make sure I'm eating consistently. Like, wake up and eat breakfast when you can. Get that running. Um, eat when you're hungry for lunch, uh, or eat like consistently. Yeah, it's you'd have number like one. A, a breakfast. You'd have a lunch. You'd have a dinner. You'd have some consistent general times. Of yeah, I would eat consistent time frames. I would focus. I would have larger meals in the morning, smaller meals in the evening. Mm-hmm. Make sure I hit my protein intake. Um, make sure I'm doing movement. Like I would make sure I'm That's getting true. at least twenty minutes of 
weight-bearing activity a day. Yeah. Keep my muscles damaged. And you'd probably avoid some sugars. Like, you would know to avoid some sugars. Yeah, well, I... Yeah. I also naturally now just don't... True. ...do that. So that's tough to... And you said you'd bring down carbs. Right. Typically. Yes. Okay. So that's... That is where most people think to start is... I want to eat less of the things I know I probably shouldn't be eating. So most people start diets with food choice decisions. Yes. Yes. Now, post-rum, is there any difference to how you would approach a diet? Um, well, that, that was post-rum. Okay, so this is the fun part. Well, is, uh, because it was, it's, it's consistent, mm-hmm. it's larger to smaller, it's focused on the protein, you can still have carbs... Make sure you're getting 20 minutes of weight-bearing exercise. Like, that's post-rav. Pre-rav? Like, try to, like, not eat carbs at all. Yeah. Or, like, very little, very, very little carbs. I would do, ugh, like, the hair on the back of my neck is standing up. If I say I were to do, like, an hour of cardio a day. Yeah. And, like, 30 minutes of, you know, weights before an hour of cardio. Like, Mm -hmm. Literally, the hair is standing up on the back of my neck thinking about it. But um, so I would I would restrict and over exercise. Yeah. So pre rob it would be overly restrict food and over exercise, but mostly cardio based. Pre rob Yes. Yes. It's it's hard to slow. Yes. It's really hard to think back to that, Uh right? Because. I'm trying to remember like what I did, and I think I did do that because I remember morning step mill photos. Whenever you and I were dating, yeah, you would go do like the step mill at, like five in the morning and send me a photo of like an empty gym. I did do that. Yeah, yeah. And since so we've that... met, I don't know if you've touched a step mill. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because it's it's it it can be helpful, but it's not necessary. Oh, I did. Uh, yeah, because I'd walk down the street from the gym and go do the step mill. Yeah. My cardio gym uh, yeah. membership. Mm-hmm. Um, and then that stopped. Because <laughs> yes. you don't need to do it. Yeah. Um, yeah, so the, I would say that. Largely focus on cardio. Okay. But I would default to, like, my marathon training. Yes. And that, that is what most people do is, like, so, like, pre-rob. Yeah. Is, is most people <laughs> restrict and then they do a lot of cardio. Yeah. I'm also... I'm also having a hard time because I'm going, what's a vacation? <laughs> like, I That's just, true, yes. if you're preparing for a vacation, what do you do? Yeah. I, uh, yeah. Let's say you're going to have half a day off <laughs> in six months. And then you're like, I, I might really put like on a bathing suit. I sleep for two extra hours. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to sleep in my bikini. Yeah. But, um, so that's true, is if somebody's not used to vacations. But mm-hmm. the idea is, is typically when people are thinking of, uh, they want a successful diet. Right. They tend to food restrict, which would be they cut out like yes. specific foods. Right. So maybe somebody cuts out carbs. Maybe another person, they they know they like carbs, so they cut out fats. Right. You know, but they typically pick a food and say, I will not eat this food anymore. Because by default, if this is normally in my diet, if I don't eat it, I'm eating less. That's what happens. Yes. Yeah. So that's interesting in the sense where people will choose foods to avoid, and then they usually increase activity, but it's cardio. Almost everyone thinks. All the time cardio. And I'm going to get coffee. Okay. So I'll just keep talking myself. Yeah. But, I mean, coffee was always in the diet. Yeah. Yes. Mm -hmm. 
But yeah, that's a, that's typically what people do is when they want to start a diet, they're going to do food restriction and extra cardio. And then one of the things I wanted to get across in this podcast was the diets that go well versus the diets that don't go well. The diets that go well, we have to first decide on defining what is a successful diet. Is a successful diet, I've reached my weight change goal by the timeline, period. Or I reached my weight weight change goal by the timeline and I was able to sustain that. Mm. So, is a successful diet, I lost 30 pounds in 30 days, done, that's successful. Or I don't know if it's successful yet until I know if I can sustain the 30 pounds that I lost. Mm -hmm. So if I lose 30 pounds in 30 days but gain 30 pounds back in the next 30 it wasn't a successful diet. The answer, my answer is True. no. That is not successful. No, because the idea of a diet is to create a change yes. that is permanent. Correct. Most people want a permanent change. Now, when I work with wrestlers or people <sighs> doing weight class sports, yeah. um, I've even done challenges where I lost 50 pounds in 10 weeks or less. Yeah, we haven't talked I about knew. you at all. That's okay. I like hearing about you. So, in those moments... You, you are not dieting to sustain the change. Right. So that's one thing in its entirety is just to know the difference of, for the listener, if you're like, okay, I want a successful diet, how are you going to define successful? Are you defining it as I want to sustain the change or I'm just doing a temporary change for something? If it's a sustainable change, then we have to know that that's the definition because then how we decide to diet is very different. Right. So when I want a diet to lose weight and not care if I keep it off. So 50 pounds uh, in 10 weeks or less. I didn't choose anything that was sustainable. Right. I didn't care if it was sustainable because I wasn't trying to sustain the result. True. So I chose whatever restricted my calories in the most strict and controllable way. Mm. Whatever made it the easiest to bring my calories down. And the difference, though, is if I want to sustain the change, mm. I have to choose a way to eat that now becomes the way I eat for the rest of my life. Right. Huge difference. Very different. So, when people are thinking of what is a successful diet, Mm -hmm. in my mind, what I would encourage them is, if I want to sustain the change, Mm -hmm. I want to decide on a diet structure that is a sustainable way of eating. Mm -hmm. If you looked at your past diets, Mm -hmm. given your individual circumstances, we could say that paleo was a way in which it could be sustainable for you since you couldn't eat gluten in your house. Correct. Right. Yeah. Now, if there was a diet structure that they said was the newest craze, 100% is going to work, but you can only eat gluten, mm-hmm. you're screwed. Right. Yeah. Like, what are you going to do? Right? Yeah. So, you would pick what's based on your individual need. So, somebody else picks vegetarian or vegan. Right. Or it's great for them. I've right. helped people do bodybuilding shows. Right, that were vegans. vegans and vegetarians. Yeah. So you can do any goal you want. Now for them, why does it work for them mm. in that model, mm-hmm. but yet paleo can work for someone else, Whole30 can work for mm. someone else? Yeah, and that's... Uh, it's, uh, <laughs> 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 it's a struggle. Oh, yes. Like, She's talking about hands, people. We're in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the Italians come in. Don't speak Italian to goats. Yes. Any, it listening. <laughs> one of the things 
that feels like ice picks in my ears. Oh, no. Is listening to people give diet advice mm. with no foundation of ah the other person's <laughs> circumstance. Yes. Their health, their blood work, like just I I can't like it just yeah, like this worked uh, for me, so therefore I'm gonna tell everyone else that they need to do the same thing. Like, so oh, CrossFit. Yeah. Or pickleball. Yeah, just <laughs> But that's the idea is if somebody like say for example somebody went vegan and they're like changed my life. Mm-hmm. Oh, let's say the whole thirty. That's a good example because we talked about it. The whole thirty changed your binging and like restricting, binging, restricting and no Yeah, absolutely. So you can come out of that and be like, oh my gosh, like 100%. I loved whole thirty so much. I did sixty days of it, not thirty days. Yeah. And I'm so fired up, so excited for the change it made in my life. I want to tell everyone about it. Yeah. The challenge is not everyone is going to respond to the same diet in the same way. Correct. So. And that's the point that what I would encourage listeners to realize is there are a lot of diets that can work. Mm-hmm. And when I say work, I mean they will make a change and you'll be able to stay, sustain that change. But the, the reason why they work is because they are diet structures that fit that person's life. Correct. In the closest way possible to how they already live. So that way it's a sustainable change. Right. And I going having dabbled in all of these... Mm-hmm. And had such an extensive physical fitness, you know, background. Yes, and they like, like a whole bunch of disciplines. Tried nearly everything. Yeah. And tried nearly every diet. Um, my mindset now and the way I can, and I I would attribute a lot of it to having done a, a couple bodybuilding competitions. Okay, cool. Um, I think it's, it's almost like the diets I did built on each other. So Weight Watchers showed me you can eat everything and lose fat and still look really good. Yes. Like the moderation principle still worked. Mm -hmm. The, but I still was like binging, right? You could still binge. I would still... Like you'd save all your points for the last save all your points and yeah. just go to town on some combos, right? Yes, exactly. Um, so then the whole thirty was you can <clears throat> moderate what you're eating and uh, like break the habit of binging. So I knew I learned I could eat everything. Then I learned to stop binging. Then I learned to eat for aesthetics. Ah, yeah. And I learned you can still have a cycle and lose fat and not eat a ton of food. Like I yes. just, it. so it really, everything has built on itself mm-hmm. to where now I can, it's interesting to see that, you know, approaching 40 to say all of this life, all these life lessons, I can now understand how much am I hungry for intuitively in the morning. How much am I hungry for at lunch in the afternoon? How much am I hungry for at dinner? I'm going to work out tomorrow morning. What do I need to do today? Yeah. I haven't worked out in three weeks. How do I adjust my dinner now? Mm-hmm. I am hungry for a snack now. What is the best option considering how I've been eating this week, what my goals are tomorrow? It's just, yeah. it's so much more instinctive. Like even now at school, 
Mm-hmm. Um, they feed us three squares a day. I mean, and like good, yeah, good food. This is great. Um, but then also you get a break, a 15 minute break, like every 90 minutes or so. But then every time you go out for a break, there's food. That's wild. Like you might as well be on a cruise ship <laughs> with how much food, thankfully, they give us. Because if you're if you're hangry and you can't focus, <laughs> like it's just True. not gonna happen. Very hard. Um, but I think there's a lot of it's there. I'm gonna eat it. It's yeah, there. I'm gonna get my money's way. worth. Mm-hmm. Where in my mind, I'm like I'm sitting in class all day. My brain's using a little extra glucose, but I need to make sure I'm getting my protein content in because there's not too, too much protein at every meal. Mm-hmm. Um, but, to, like, I think there's a, there's a, I don't know, is it just in our culture that if the food's there, I'm going to eat it? Uh, I mean, my, our culture is the only culture I've lived in. Mm-hmm. So I, like I don't know to speak for other people's cultures, but yeah. you're right that it's it's common. Like as Americans, we can speak for America. Yeah, um, it is it is common in America to yeah. not like waste food. Right. And uh, like part of it was are the generation above us, uh, they were taught by people who went through yeah. the Great Depression. Clean your plate. The Great Depression, you like you had to struggle for every morsel of food you could get, so you had to eat it. Then those people taught the generation that taught us yeah. the same thing. So the clean your plate club, mm. you know. So our generation might be starting to come out of that a little bit. Yeah. But it, it's not uncommon for people to think, well, if the food's available, number one, I'm going to eat it because I, I should, mm-hmm. so it doesn't go to waste. Number mm-hmm. two, I'm going to eat it because I just want to. Mm-hmm. Like some people just like the taste of food, and it tastes good, and they want something comforting. Yeah, you know? So there's a lot of reasons why people will overeat. Yeah. And uh, whenever food is easily accessible, that does become quite a problem for a lot of people. And at the same time, though, so this is interesting. So I just, if if I'm not hungry, I don't eat. Mm-hmm. Unless it's, but I can self-regulate to say, I haven't, I need to for my metabolism. Yes, so you so, are able to eat when you're supposed to eat and not eat when you're not supposed to eat, regardless of the food being available. Right. Yeah. So, and I think it's it's having gone through all of these experiences to be able to recognize that. Mm-hmm. Right? So I remember doing, prepping for a show and, and hearing people at work say they were hungry and I was ready to like deck them. <laughs> because I'm like, you <laughs> don't know what hungry is. <laughs> like, um. Yeah. When you wake up at 2 a.m. crying because you're so hungry that you'd go cook a head of cabbage in a wok, like, yeah. then, t- you know, then talk to me. I'm <laughs> just, licking ah. the, like, rice cake wrapper. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Which is probably as nutritious as the rice cake itself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I, but it, at, the, at the flip side, I talk to people at school, and they're like, wow, how am I losing weight with all of this food? Mm. I was like, I love this question because you're you're eating consistently. Yes. Finally eating consistently. There's a little bit of balance to the food you're eating. Works wonders. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. So um, where someone could go into that situation and feel like they're gaining weight, someone else can go in and feel like they're losing weight, other people can go in and maintain. It all is like 
what's your experience been? Like, what have you done until you got here? Right. And then also food choices. Yeah. You know, like somebody can go out and break and choose something like a slice of cheesecake that has 400 calories. Yeah. Another person might be chit-chatting with somebody and has an apple. Yeah. yeah. And you're looking at like 60 calories. You know, so food choices change the core content. Yeah. And then multiply that over how many times you eat a day. Right. You can have several hundreds of calories, if not a thousand or more, yeah. swing of caloric difference between two people, even if they ate the same number of meals per day, True. they just had different food choices. Exactly. Yeah. So whenever I help people with nutrition, the, the big components we look for is we want consistency of timing in calories, calorie yeah. consistency. Right. And for most people, if you can keep, become more consistent with calories than they've been, and you can be more consistent with timing than they've been. It doesn't matter what foods they eat. Mm-hmm. They'll lose body fat. Yeah. And that's why I can have clients that will eat potatoes, pasta, and rice. Or they want well, bacon. I, Fine. You can have bacon. Like, you can have bagels I, for breakfast. Oh, my God. Bagels. Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. Like two breakfast sandwiches Yeah. that we make at home. Yeah. Because what bagel is, is, okay, this is energy nutrients. So it's something my body is going to break down for energy. Right. How much do I really need right now? Mm-hmm. That's all. Mm-hmm. Whether it's a bagel, whether it's potatoes, whether it's bacon, whether it's whatever, it's like okay, how many, how much energy is this food giving me, mm-hmm. and how much do I need right now? Mm-hmm. If I know, for example, I need ten units of energy right now, I just eat something that gives me ten units of energy now that I like, that gives me a sustainable release of energy if I need it sustained or mm-hmm. instant. Mm-hmm. So am I eating before workout or? between like um, on the computer for four hours yeah so like the food choices matter to the purpose but there's a lot of foods that fit that purpose yeah so if i want something to digest within the next hour or two because i'm about to go work out there's a lot of carbohydrates that digest within an hour or two yeah a lot so it can be white bagel white bread it can be white rice it can Mm -hmm. be potatoes so well that's the fun part. and even like you and i going out to like run errands and we take stock, we pause, and it's how long do we think we're going to be gone? What yes. did we just eat? What do we need to bring? What, how are we going to feel two hours from now based on what we ate? Like, it's just, it's so, it has become so intuitive. Yeah. Which is great. Um, however, I can still, like, work all day and forget to eat, which I'm working on. Yes, I have to, like, help you eat. It, yeah. Yes. Now, that's funny because I have to do the same for myself. Right. We're both, we both are so driven to get stuff done mm-hmm. that we are able to just work through mm-hmm. rather than eating. However, we both now understand, okay, if I do that, I'm not going to feel my best. I'm not going to look my best. And that's going to compound over time. And I'm going to be further and further from the life that I want, the body that I want, the feelings that I want. So it's better for me to stop for 10 minutes. Yeah. This is why I buy microwavable rice rather than cooking it myself. Right. Because I just, I want to eat now. Like if I'm going to yeah. eat, I want to eat fast. And we do and eat to live, not live to eat. I mean, but you're, with your food allergies and my food allergies, we don't go out to eat because it's either an anxiety attack <laughs> or like... Or we get sick. Yeah. yeah, we get sick or it's like I'm spending money to risk getting sick. Mm-hmm. Like I just... And then when we go out to eat, like, we enjoy it for the experience that yeah. it is. Yeah, And I think that's something that people can think of, too, is, like, I have clients all the time that'll tell me, like, hey, if I'm, like, maybe a couple is, like, going on a Friday night date, mm-hmm. 
And they're like, we want to go out. We've been in the house. We've been doing crazy mm-hmm. work. We Before we started trying to eat healthy, we mm-hmm. used to go out to eat. Mm-hmm. We like that routine. What can we do? Yeah. So I just help them with food choices. Yeah. I'm like, you can still go out to eat. If you can afford it and yeah. like, it's you know something you enjoy, we can keep that. We just might need to eat these foods because they're more calorie controlled yeah. than these foods. Yeah. You know, like uh, a lean meat and some vegetables is going to go a lot better than... Uh, steak and uh, margarita. <laughs> yeah, there was yeah. a there was a. I don't know if the book was called "Eat This, Not That," but I remember that being on every page of the book, mm. and I bought it in high school. Oh, okay. Um, I was always into, you know, science, math, fitness, nutrition. Like I just loved learning all of that, even if I didn't know how to apply it. I was so young. Right. Um. And I remember seeing, like, the volume differential in the food, like, photos. Oh, okay, yes. And that was, when you're young and you see it, that was such a an eye-opening mm-hmm. kind of experience where it's like, oh, wow, I can eat a whole lot of volume in this way yeah. versus... Well, that's actually a fun topic. Like, when I work with people who are coming out of eating disorders... Mm-hmm. They... Which is both of us, too. Yeah, true. They have a hard time eating enough food because their stomach is shrunk and they're just not used to a certain volume. Yeah. So then you have to pick more nutriently dense food so they don't right. eat as much volume. Right. But when you have somebody who's coming out of overeating, like chronic overeating due to emotional concerns, yeah, uh, volume, they are going to be used to super high volume. Absolutely. Good so point. you're like, okay, I've got to bring their calories down, but good I can't point. let them eat something that's highly nutriently dense because they're going to feel like that's not enough food. Right. And they're so going to eat, eat over. something that's not nutriently dense. Right. So nutrient density is going to be appropriate for one individual and another individual in completely different ways. Right. And why you need to know someone's history before you say, oh, do this. Oh, absolutely. Ah. I hate advice like that. And I, you know, you've seen me get fired up and mad. and Our ears bleed. Like, yeah. Like, it's just, it. it's such a non-intellectual response yeah. to just do this. Yeah, I get, I get mad at it because if you give someone advice that doesn't fit them, yeah. They're, they're going to then struggle to follow it, and yep. they're going to feel bad about themselves. Yeah. But that advice actually wasn't correct, and it wouldn't even be healthy for them to do. Correct. So you're setting them up to I, feel bad about themselves for something that they should be not feeling bad about themselves for. And it's like, why would you do that to someone? Uh, and yeah. I know people mean well. They don't know what they don't know. Absolutely. This is a good, good so point. I would love to just raise awareness that there's a lot that people don't know if this isn't what you do. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to give somebody plumbing advice. I don't know anything about plumbing mm. just because i fixed the toilet once doesn't mean i know how to fix it everyone's toilet yeah you know even if i fixed a car mm-hmm. maybe there was a problem with my car that i was able to fix mm-hmm. but it's not the problem you have with your car my right. advice isn't going to fix your car right so it's interesting how i think people understand certain professions mm-hmm. you don't give mechanic advice for not a mechanic you don't mm-hmm. give plumbing advice for not a plumbing. Yeah. you don't give nutrition advice for i'm, nutrition. I'm not going to tell a surgeon to Actually, you should use a 3 Vicryl for that, yeah. you know. And they're like, no. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just, I'm not. Mm-hmm. But everybody, somehow, everyone thinks they're a nutrition expert. It is wild. It's, I, I, I know it, I'm in it, so I, I could be biased in certain ways. But it's, it's the, maybe the most profession I think that anybody, everybody else thinks they already know. Mm-hmm. And it's wild. Absolutely like, wild. Like, why, why is that, though? I mean, I know we're going down a bit of a rabbit hole. This, this is all is about, fun. like, diet. Like, I know. everybody interacts with food. Not yeah. everybody interacts with plumbing. Not everybody interacts with fixing a car. 
everyone every day has to eat. Everyone every day, based on how they eat, has a good or a bad experience. Right. The more good experiences they have, they believe that what they're doing is good. Right. So therefore, they're interacting with it every day. Mm-hmm. They've had all of these collective experiences. Yeah. And they're like, I now know something. The downside is, is they don't know what the full amount to know is. Yeah. So they might know a lot of what they believe is there to know. Mm-hmm. So they know, they, they know 10%, but they only know that there's 10% to know, therefore they know 100%. So they're genius. Right. So they're like, I want to give advice because I know everything. It's yeah. Like, well, you know everything of the 10% that you know, you know. <laughs> but you don't know that there's 90 other percent. They don't know um, that we yeah. know they know we know. Yeah, yes. yeah. And I think that's part of the reason why is everyone interacts with food. Yeah, Everyone touches that each day. True. Not everybody does the other professions every day. This is true. You know. So due to exposure and time in the material, yeah, people are going to form opinions and have what they would believe is knowledge. Right. When it's actually opinions. Yeah. <laughs> There's yes. a huge difference in those two. Yeah. But they're going to have those experiences. Yeah. And they're going to want to help somebody. People are fixers. They want to help people they love. Mm-hmm. They want to feel more useful, you know, just to make themselves feel better. Mm-hmm. So they're going to want to offer advice, whether it's to somebody they love or they just like, I want to feel and better I, about myself. I feel like people are looking for it to be difficult. Oh, there's a great quote um, that I'll have to look for in my phone. I just yeah, did go a, ahead and look that up. Because I did a podcast where I touched on this quote, and it was a, a quote by Arnold Schwarzenegger. Well, it's attributed to Arnold Schwarzenegger, and I joked in the podcast that I did not hear Arnold say it, so I don't really know if it's true. <laughs> uh, but the quote is, people make fitness complicated. So this is fitness-based, but I'm going to bring it back to nutrition in yeah. a second. People make fitness complicated because then you have to pay them to, to code it. The truth is doing something every day matters more than any debate about training. So the truth... Oh my God, yes. That's true about ap- Applicable to nutrition, 100%. The more complicated I make it, the more you have to pay me to solve it for you. Right. This is why I would hope that anyone listening to my podcast says, he makes it really simple. And I've had people tell me that verbatim, like yeah. in emails and in person, is you make nutrition simple. Because I don't want you to have to pay me for it. Like, I'm not doing it to try to get money out of people. I'm doing it because... It has made such an enormous difference in my life, the people I love's life, yeah. and the people I've talked to and helped. It has absolutely made people live the life they wanted. It allowed them to do that. Absolutely. And why would I not share it with people? Right. Yeah. And I'm I'm trying to see now like how many how many diet books have been published. Oh my gosh. I just Yeah, like how many total But that, oh, that's okay. so good. Um oh. How many diet books are sold each year? According to Nielsen BookScan, about 5 million diet books are sold in the U.S. alone every year. Around half of the entire total health and fitness category. In to- oh, my God. Yeah, so 5 million books are bought on nutrition. So if how do I make my book just different sold. Than, the four, yeah, than the other millions of books, right? <gasps> what do you find out? Apparently, or approximately 45 million Americans diet each year, and the diet industry is worth 72.6 billion. Oh, yeah. yeah. Which, which <laughs> it's so simple. It's so simple. Well, that's the it, challenge. Is people, just, just evidence that people just want it to be complicated and fancy. Well, the, that's the thing. The people who sell it want it to be complicated. The truth of, of dieting itself... I can't, I can't stop it. This is... Yeah. 
the truth of dieting itself is that why diets work or don't work is simple. The challenge is how do you apply the rules to your life? Right. So if I know I'm supposed to eat between 2,000 and 2,400 calories a day, yeah, and I believe that's appropriate for the window, I know my protein should be maybe 160 grams. How do I do that? When I when I have a busy job at the work, when I when yeah. I have family to take care of, when I have extra hobbies, when I have other interests, when I have a food issue, you know, like gluten sensitivity. Yeah. Like the how to do it is the complicated part, and that's why I get hired. That's why I have a job. Yeah. I don't have a job to decode it. Yes. I have a job to teach people how to apply it. Yes. There's a difference. True. So nutrition itself, I feel like it's very simple. Mm-hmm. Now, this is what I do all the time, so hopefully it becomes simple to me. But <laughs> it's not complicated to understand if I eat an appropriate amount of calories at a consistent rate mm-hmm. and sufficient enough protein so my body can heal and repair itself, I'm going to feel good and I'm going to look pretty good. That's relatively simple. I think that's pretty agreed upon right there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that that's pretty true. But the challenge is, and this is where everyone struggles, is how do I apply? So when we talk about diets, like we're looking at paleo versus whole 30 versus vegan versus vegetarian, those are different ways to apply the same concept. Mm-hmm. So it's finding the ways to apply it exactly. that fit you. Exactly. And that's kind of, you, you said that in a more eloquent way of than me saying, like every single one is like built on itself. Yes. Yeah. Well, that's a, a very good point as well. Is um, Like part <clears> of what <throat> makes me okay or at least decent or okay. somewhat sufficient in what I do is amazing I've what you tried do. literally everything you name a diet and I've done it between the two of us I think we've done all of them yes so like what's the benefit of that is is you learn what does or doesn't work in your experience mm-hmm. now combine that with I've worked over over 3,000 people I've, like I stopped counting at 3,000 it was high enough yeah is I've worked with over 3,000 people I have 3,000 people's like I know their first names, I know everything they did with nutrition. Mm-hmm. I have all their information saved in my computer. Yeah. So I have over three thousand people's diets I've ever written right. on my computer. So yeah. I've learned from my experience, which is a lot, mm-hmm. but nothing compared to three thousand people. Yeah. So I have three thousand and one people's knowledge. <laughs> so knowing that that width of information, that breadth of information, is. Then when somebody new comes to me and they say, I have this problem, I'm like, oh, no worries. Mm-hmm. I know so-and-so dealt with that and another so-and-so. And actually probably 12 or 20 or 30 or 100 so-and-sos. Yeah. And the common thread of 100 people was this. Let's right. start there. Right. And that's what most people need. That's what people, if they're going to pay for something, what they should be paying mm-hmm. for is not to decode it, mm-hmm. is to apply it. Mm-hmm. That's where the challenge is, is the, what people struggle with is the application of nutrition. Absolutely, because it can be overwhelming. Yes. It's a struggle. It's challenging. You know, yeah. if you wake up and you have to be out the door in 10 minutes, what do you eat in 10 minutes? Yeah. And a lot of people, they eat nothing because 10 minutes feels overwhelming and stressed, and I don't, I can't make bacon and eggs in 10, in 10 minutes. It's like, well, that's not your only choice. Mm-hmm. You know, but if they only think they're allowed to eat oatmeal, for example, well, mm-hmm. I can't make oatmeal in 10 minutes, mm-hmm. so they skip breakfast. It's right. like, oh, there are so many other options that would accomplish what oatmeal accomplishes. Yeah. It doesn't have to be oatmeal. And a lot of, just, there's a lot of, there's a lot of options in general if you want it to happen. It can, within reason. Mm -hmm. We've gone through some very, very tough seasons. Yeah. um, And still managed to 
change a whole lot and get into a wedding gown, right? Yeah. Still manage to um, get you know, look okay on you know a honeymoon with like everything else. It's just it's interesting. It's just well, a good example is twenty twenty, like you mentioned uh, the wedding gown. <laughs> so. Do you remember the size that they oh, fitted you in? That's true because Let's we do have some new new listener people. Little story, yeah. Well, let me just say, uh, it's a good thing I am relatively unshakable yes. to a degree. You're very uh, yes. Trying not to swear like can't a say hardcore. it. Tough, <laughs> yeah, tough cookie. You know? Yes, there you go. So. Um, <laughs> Okay, um, we walked into, so fun fact, Rob was with me when I was wedding gown shopping. Yeah, so he saw, yeah, yeah, he saw my um, wedding gown choices and I wanted to know what he liked and what he thought about them and, mm-hmm. um, which is, I don't know that anyone ever does that, but we're unconventional to a degree. Yeah, and we were both so, like, this is a fun experience. Well, I, knew, I knew the exact gown I wanted, and I found where it was. We went. I tried it on. I tried on a size 10. Mm-hmm. Um, and Rob and I were talking, and I, you know, he, he does what he does. Mm-hmm. I've done a myriad of different athletic mm-hmm. events and diets, and I know what I'm capable of and can do, and I know if, if I have this many weeks and this happening in my life, I know to do that. Kind of like your experience with, you know, all of your diet, yeah. your nutrition clients. Oh, yeah, yeah. You know, I can pull on my experiences to have an idea. Absolutely. And I told them um, to order a size 4. And they staunchly opposed. They even made you sign an agreement. They made me sign a waiver. Yeah. Whereas basically, like, you're so fat right now. We don't <laughs> think this is we don't think this is gonna happen. And we need you to uh, sign an agreement that we told that we advised you otherwise. Yeah, they were like, we can go to a, maybe an eight or even maybe a six, but they were like, we don't even recommend a six. We're like, you're just order us a four. Like, can Show you just like, yeah. give me the waiver. But I remember walking out that day going, well, hot damn. Yeah. Like, I... Good good thing I went through that bodybuilding experience where you, like, feel like a fat, you know what, standing in a room <laughs> with fluorescent lights and there's 20 mirrors around you. Yeah. And you're like, well, it, this is just... It's a data point. It's just a data point. Everything becomes data. Mm-hmm. At, a, at a point, huh? <laughs> everything <laughs> becomes data. Yeah. So... Yeah, they had me sign a freaking waiver. Mm-hmm. So we started twenty twenty. Uh, I think that was in like March. No, we chose March, we chose my gown in February. Yeah, because they were talking about. I lost this, my job in March. This virus thing. That There's was weird like thing in in, Europe in China that days. like yeah the factories yeah. might shut down. Order it now. Yeah, okay. So it was in February. February. And then we had, like, they told us size 10 in February. Then we went oh, back and got Oh, that's right. We, no, we committed to a size 4. I lost my job in March. Well, this, yeah, like, that's what uh, I want to touch on. Yeah. So what I want to touch on was is that even I in the most in. chaotic year of yeah. everyone's life, I think everyone can relate to 2020 being yeah. chaos, yeah. is you can still make progress yeah, I walked if in. you learn how to apply the information. The gown came in. I walked in. I tried on the 4, and they had to take it in. Bam. And they were shocked. Also didn't make me feel great, but they were shocked. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 
Yeah, so we got from a 10 to a 4, and they had to take it in. Mm-hmm. And that was the span of maybe like six months, seven months. When did we pick up the dress? Mm-hmm. There was a, a few things that happened that year. So eight I months. I quite remember. Yes. Eight months. Okay, so eight months. So eight months, you went from 10 to a 4, even with all of what 2020 was. Lost job my job. Loss, uh, my, my Your dad's cancer, cancer, my yeah. mom's stroke, yeah. moving my mom. We had to change our wedding seven. venues and plans. And oh, the day. reception is canceled. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's chaos. But super fun tangent because yeah. it's the application of nutrition. Right. That, that, that 100% is legitimately challenging. 100% legitimately challenging. So the fact that nutrition feels complicated to people makes me sad because nutrition yeah, is simple i agree the application is challenging i agree and i don't and people don't teach that that's different because you don't make money if that's different correct and that's the part that we were talking about that arnold schwarzenegger quote was is fitness i mean nutrition can be so complicated because mm-hmm. people want to make it complicated because then you have to pay them right you have to pay them for their system you have to pay them for this thing right and that's where i feel bad for everyone because What's lost in that mess is that it's actually much more simple. Right. Is be consistent with your calorie intake, even within a range. Like mm-hmm. you can be a 400 calorie swing every day and it's, it's close enough. And then mm-hmm. eat consistently. If mm-hmm. you're going to have breakfast, try to have breakfast most days. If you're going to have a lunch, mm-hmm. try to have lunch most days. If you're going to have dinner, try to have dinner most days. Yeah. It's literally just that. And then the application is you yeah. teach and everything. Consistency. Consistency. That's, right. It's just most people are not consistent. People, like eat- people are overweight because they're. They're inconsistently eating, not that they're overeating. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And really, you just want to look at, like, the slope of the line. Like, you're going to go, you're going to have a swing and dip and go up and down. But as long as over time, it's a trend in a, in a direction, you're doing great. Yes. And the variances, the smaller and smaller and smaller you make the variances. Right. The leaner, leaner person will get. So we were talking about like when I do bodybuilding shows with people, like how I get my clients ready for stage and they can eat whatever they want. I don't care. Yeah, it's wild. Uh, The reason why is because we just narrow the variance over time. Mm -hmm. So maybe when we first start, they could have you know forty foods, four hundred calorie swing. Times can be an hour off each meal. Mm -hmm. Then as we get closer, we're like, okay, rather than an hour variable, let's try to get it down to thirty minutes. Rather than a four hundred calorie swing, let's go to a two hundred calorie swing. Right. Yeah. So we just start narrowing the variance, and the smaller and smaller variance you get to where you can get the meals as pinpointed as possible, get the calories as pinpointed as possible, people get down to like 5 6% body fat, and yeah. how people get pro cards. Yeah. And every one of my clients who's gotten a pro card has eaten a different food. Yeah. I've never had a diet for any of my clients that they had to eat the same as anyone else. Very, that, is, that is true. No, the foods have never been identical yeah. between any clients. Yeah. And that's a lot of times of where people struggle too is, um, you know, I tell me exactly what to eat. Oh, I can't. I hate that question. I know. I understand it. I understand the question, but I hate it because it's not long-term successful. Right. It's short-term successful, and then we stretch it out. Yeah. So I, I'll, I'll go, okay, and then I write them two or three options per meal. So two mm-hmm. or three options for breakfast, two or three options for lunch, two or three options for dinner. And I'll say, hey, both of these options are – 600 calories, like 600, 700 calories, and maybe, you know, 40 grams of protein. Yeah. So when you get tired of these two options... Switch. Eat anything that's <laughs> 600 to 700 calories and 40 grams of protein. And then I'll get a question like, is this okay? And I'm like, yes. Yeah. Like, well, can I have potatoes? 
yes. <laughs> and I'm like, yay. <laughs> We're yeah. finally getting some width of options because that improves sustainability. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Awesome. awesome. Yeah. Okay. So um, to wrap this up, I think we touched on pretty much everything. Yeah. Um, other, if somebody was listening to this and they see the title as the best and worst diets we've tried, then mm. they think, okay, I want to listen to hear what's the best diet. So they listen to this thinking they're going to come out of it with I'm going to do this. The best diet. Uh, do you have like, you know, a 30 second, one minute piece of advice or a, or a parting piece of advice on if somebody's saying, okay, Meredith, mm. what is the best diet? It depends. That's a, that's, a, that's a perfect answer, in my opinion. It, <laughs> now, it, why does it depend? It depends because it depends on where are you starting, what do you struggle with, what are you allergic to, what has worked for you in the past, what has failed in the past, what have you already tried, what are your triggers, what, like, yes. there's so much. Yes. So, I, I can't, are you. Is it a best diet because you need to regulate your food consumption? Do you need to eat more? Do you need to eat less? Do you need to stop binging? Do you need to overcome a food addiction? Do you, like, it, is it, what does your blood say? Mm-hmm. Um, is, it, is it the diet? Is it your hormones? Is it, it depends on so much. Yes. So how do I answer that? If, you, you aced it. Like, I, I got an A. Yes. I'm not I, the one to be giving the grades. Yeah. But the reason why I'm so excited that that's how you answered it I just, is because the phrase, the best diet is the one you follow. Yes. Is a great, great, great piece of advice. It is because it's the one you follow, meaning it's the one that addresses your needs, which you're touching on. Yeah. And does it in a way that's best for you. Right. So, like, um, Stan Efferding is a... Mm, is a mm. Like, he was a professional bodybuilder and, like, a world strong, uh, set world records in powerlifting. And he has a diet called the vertical diet. Yeah. And yes. he'll, he's been asked in interviews, and they said, should everybody follow the vertical diet? And he said, ideally, there's a lot of stuff in this diet that would work for most people. Mm-hmm. But really, I would encourage people to follow whatever diet that they can be consistent with, mm-hmm. even if it's not mine. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, that's the type of person you want to listen to. Those are the type of answers you want. Right. That's the, you're not making it so complicated that you're selling a product. Mm-hmm. That's I literally was trying to help you. Here's a framework. Yeah, here's a framework to go from. Yeah, and that's where I think your answer is great for the listener to hear. Is there isn't a best diet that you and I can say to an unknown audience? Yeah. So we can't say here's the best diet I, I can't, with anyone listening. I can't. We would have to know who you are and what you're doing and what your goals are and yeah. what you've been eating, what are your food restrictions. Yeah. So when people are trying to find the best diet, I would encourage them to say, I need something that makes my calories consistent and my number of meals or the timing of my meals per day consistent. Yeah. I want to have sufficient protein. There's a little bit of argument to that, but it's a pretty well-established uh, 0.6 grams to 1 gram per pound of body. Yeah. On our website, www.brittleirongym.com, you can go to the free nutrition education page. On that page, the first document is a create your own nutrition program. Mm. So you can print that, you can read through it, you can do whatever, and it actually tells people the calories they need, the proper range. It tells them the protein they need, the proper range, mm-hmm. and methods to regulate timing. It's right. all for free on our right. website. Totally yeah. for free. So go there. If you don't know what your calories should be, if you don't know what your protein should be, it's on the website. And then from there, 
it would be pick any diet structure that allows you to be consistent with calories and timing. Yeah. Whatever it. foods are that you like that can fit that, great. Mm-hmm. You know, and if you have trouble figuring it out, as a little plug, but I'll say it anyhow, is right now I'm doing uh, free 15-minute consultations with people. Yes. Because what I've, I've been very fortunate, very blessed to have a lot of people to work with, and I wanted to start to get to meet people before I work with them. Because I wanted to see what your goals are, what you're struggling with. I'll tell you what you can do to overcome them. But I wanted people to get to know me. I wanted to get to know them. So that way when I start to work with somebody, it's a nice long-term investment. Mm-hmm. I want to make a change in people's lives. I want to have, like, there's that mile wide, inch deep kind of thing. Yeah. I want to be opposite. I mm-hmm. want to make sure that whoever I'm helping, we go as deep as they need. We cover everything they need. Yeah. So I want to see what their, like, level of interest or investment are in, into it. So yeah. if anybody listening to this is like, okay, I understand consistent calories, I understand consistent timing, but I really do not know what structure is best for me. Yeah. Free 15-minute call. So you can sign up, email brutalirongym at gmail.com, or you can go to the website, we'll go to the one-on-one services page. On there is a link for the uh, sign up for the consultation as well. So anybody that wants that, I'll talk to you for free in 15 minutes. So that way I'll give you at least some kind of idea of what to do. Which is awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So the other thing would be is to pick a diet that you believe fits you closely and then just modify it as you go. Mm-hmm. So if you, if you do paleo but you like rice, then eat the rice. Yeah. <laughs> Keep the rest of the paleo part that you like but add the rice if you want. Right, because everyone's going to feel better eating different things too. So yes. it, Yeah, know. like you get different blood sugar responses. You get different digestive responses. Oh, yeah, there's another podcast. That's a whole podcast, yeah. yeah. Like I've had some clients that eat rice and they feel great. I've had some clients that eat rice and they feel bloated. Yeah. So we switch from rice to something else, and all of a sudden they feel amazing. Right. It's wild. So you can pick a diet structure that you believe is close to you. Yeah. And then just modify it as you go. Mm-hmm. So that's another option. Awesome. Okay. Well, I think we definitely touched on a lot of things. Yeah. <laughs> so I think that was pretty good. A little bit. I hope I wasn't too windy. Oh, no. Like, I think it's... The point of these in-depth ones, as mm-hmm. I mentioned when I first introduced the first one, mm-hmm. was is to dive a little deeper and have a little more of a discussion feel. Yeah. Uh, yeah, because yeah, it's, it's hard it's hard to talk about all of this in 30 minutes, 20 minutes. Like, oh, you just... You have to pick one narrow component, and mm-hmm. that's it. But then it might take me 20, 20-minute podcasts to get through everything we just talked to you today. Yeah. So. And it's, it's interesting. Like, it's... Uh, I don't know. It It's so interesting. And um, for the same reason, like you said, that everyone feels like they can be an expert on nutrition because everyone interacts with food every day yeah hopefully um that it's equally why it's probably challenging for everybody yes so for the same reason someone feels like they're an expert is the same reason most people probably struggle with it that's a good point i like mm-hmm. that yeah mm-hmm. and that's um part of that challenge is is that there's so many answers available yeah everyone says they're right and everyone has, like, an opinion. So who do you listen to? You know? And yeah. I appreciate that people are investing into this podcast. Like, if you're listening to yes, it thank now, you. you clearly listen to it. Yeah. So I hope that through the podcast, people have learned that it can be more simple than what it's made out to be. Yeah. And that it can kind of fit you. And that's... 
don't know. I just see so many people hurting emotionally and mentally because they try to do something they can't. Absolutely. It's heartbreaking. And it's like, that wasn't me for you. Yeah. It wasn't, that wasn't the thing you were supposed to be good at anyhow. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And it's just sad to see that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I agree. Um, Yeah. I mean, I just, I hear it a lot just in general conversation, right? Mm -hmm. They know, hey, you're, you're, you're kind of fit. What do you do? Right. Um, Or, you know, it, it amazes me when people talk about the food you eat when it's healthy. But, like, I don't comment on people's... I never talk about what somebody's eating. Well, no, because people but do it to us a lot. And I, I wouldn't even think to do it. Right. Why would you... Uh, that's so personal. But, yeah. Like, like, well, actually, yesterday I was eating cookies. Yes. And I was eating some cookies yes! outside of Publix. Because your blood sugar... You were like, I'm feeling so sick. We had to move some gym equipment, and I was behind on food. So <laughs> it felt like crap. And so we went into Publix, grabbed, I grabbed uh, like some cookies from the bakery, and yeah. I was like, well, this will be good. It'll give me a couple quick, like a couple hundred quick digestive calories, Yeah. and then I'll, I'll cook some food when we get home. Yeah. As soon as we walk out, some dude was telling me, what do you say, like you're cheating or something? That's cheating. That's cheating. Yeah, that's cheating. And what's, this is me being a complete jerk face, so You didn't respond. Well, so no, just but in, my in your mind, head. <laughs> what, I'm, what I'm thinking to myself now is... So feel free for everyone to judge me. You're open, open season on judgment. Open season. So this person, older, extremely overweight. Yeah, grizzled. And in one of those like carts, yeah. like movable portable carts because yeah. he was so overweight he probably couldn't walk very well. Yeah. And he was getting on me about yeah. nutrition. He's like, you're cheating. And it's like, have you ever not cheated? Like, Aw. Like, how, how do you, like, why do you, would you think this is cheating? Yeah, it's because... It's a cookie that's bad for you. Yeah, and it's like, you don't know me. You don't know anything I'm doing. Like, I don't look bad. Like, I clearly must know something I'm doing. Yeah. But yet, for the person to automatically think, I'm wrong, they're right. Yeah. Nothing else in the circumstances would make you question that. Oh, we were, both of us were just like, And we just laughed, and then you go, it's his cheat day. And we just started laughing. Yeah. I'm like, which it isn't, but I was like, how do you even respond to that? I don't know. I don't know. What I loved about that moment was... And again, feel free to judge me, I don't care. I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it. When people give advice, they Look are who's so giving it. unaware of so many elements. I know. So, like, for example, like that guy being obese, oh. telling me that I was right or wrong. Oh. And it didn't matter if it was me. If he, if he said it to you, I probably would have, like, cussed him out because I can't stand when people say things to you. But <laughs> anything oh, negative. Yeah, negative. negative. Yes. Disclaimer. Yeah, they can't say anything Not negative. that you don't let people talk to me. Oh, no, yeah. Now we're really getting off. <laughs> so, but when people give advice, they often mean well, and they're completely oblivious to the fact that, like, of why it might not be mm-hmm. right. Mm-hmm. You know, like, we've seen people who are not in any physical condition, mm-hmm. like any good shape, mm-hmm. give nutrition advice to other people. Yeah, skinny, yeah. fat, fluffy, unhealthy. I'm gonna stick to this. I'm gonna stick to this diet. Then I'm gonna fast, yeah. and then I'm gonna drink myself silly, full of alcohol, and then. But I'm, yeah. I know what I'm doing because I'm gonna cleanse. Like it's just. And it's like I, you gotta be. It's just crazy. I know. It's crazy that people are so unaware. I just default to keeping my mouth shut unless someone actually, unless someone asks me directly. How do I we keep my mouth shut. This is a How do we answer what? We're so far off on the topic now, but this is great. Okay. Is when somebody asks, like, well, what do you do for nutrition? The first response 
for me, is a question back to them. I have never gave someone an answer where I haven't asked them a question about themselves. Well, that's that's why... You're the exact same way. Yeah, because you said, what's the best diet? Yeah, and you're like, I don't even know how to answer that. Yeah, and but you can't. And in my mind, I was like, yes! <laughs> I didn't prompt you <laughs> this that is, question This at is all. why we're married. Yeah, it's like, oh, this is amazing. This yeah. works so perfectly. Yeah. Um, when somebody says, like, well, what, should, what, like, what do you eat? I would never answer that. No. I would always go, bias. Oh. I say, well, what are, you, what are your goals? Yeah. Like, what are you working on? Because I know what they mean by that question is, what should they eat? Yeah. I want to look <laughs> like you. What do I do? Yeah. Uh. And that's, to me, that's a really good sign that you're talking to somebody who probably knows some good stuff. Yeah. And you might want to continue that conversation. Yeah. Is if you ask them a question and they ask you a question back. So training advice all the time. Like, oh, I want to, you know, get my squat stronger. What should I do? Like, how? What's, uh, what, what's the best squat stance? Oh, yeah. <laughs> it would be like, well. What's like, your body mechanics? Yeah, what are your body types? Do you lift with Olympic shoes? Do you not? Like, yeah. what are your, do you lift to be strong? Do you lift it for mobility? Like, there should be questions. as like, I have to gather information before I can give you an answer. Yeah. And that's a really good indicator of, like, who should you listen to and what information to follow. That'd be like is, walking into. Are they gathering information from right. you first? Wouldn't you want a doctor to do that? I would hope. Jeez. So, like, why would you not want, a like, a nutritionist to mm-hmm. do that? So, take advice that was given to you. Yeah. Meaning, it wasn't, you didn't hear it from, a, like, okay, this person on, a, on an interview said to do this. You know, it should be, they asked you questions, and they gave you an answer for you, based mm-hmm. on your question. Mm-hmm. So, that's the best advice to listen to, is when somebody actually knows who you are. Correct. They know something about you. Correct. That's the better advice. Yeah. yeah. Not the... 20 years of trial and error and mistakes I did. <laughs> well, you can give great advice. Like, true. In the sense that, like, here's all the things I learned. Yeah. You probably could try not to do those things. Yeah. You know, if I stick my a fork in a light socket, <laughs> you know, I think that's pretty good uh, good enough that I can tell somebody else not to do that. <laughs> but you're probably not going to want to do that. <laughs> yeah. I, like I said, I, I don't just spout advice because I, what what's the phrase about you know, the truly intelligent, like just. Well, this is great because I don't know. So that's, mm. that's, that's, I laugh at the irony of. Like, I don't. What's the phrase of the I, truly intelligent? I'm like, oh, I don't know. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're cute. Yeah. But it's, it's more of like a, I know I don't know everything, so I'm not going to act like I do. Oh, yes. Well, that's the imposter syndrome component. Component too is like as you learn more about stuff, mm. you then become more aware of what you don't know. Right. And you can actually have somebody who's very good at what they do, and they're very shy to give advice because they're like, "I am so aware of what I don't know now." Right. So there's a like. Uh, Be cautious of the people that think they know everything. That are convinced and what is it? Prophesy about like. You should do this. Everyone should do this. Like, everyone needs to blah, 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 yeah. blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Like, those are usually the ones you never would listen to. It's like, <laughs> be cautious yeah. about that. Be cautious about the folks that are convinced you need to do intermittent fasting, first meal at two. Like, oh. but just, you know, keto and intermittent fasting and this and that. And well, I remember when I did a podcast about the carnivore diet. Yeah. Somebody got very mad at me. Because Good. I, I said that the carnivore diet might not be for everyone. Good. And they believed the carnivore diet was how everyone should eat because it worked very well for them. Yeah. So they gave a description of how much it changed their life. And I'm very happy for them for that part. Um, but they then said that my advice of not advising everyone to do carnivore 
was wrong, and they said it in a much less nice way of saying that. Of course. Um, but it congratulations, was, you must also people. play pickleball. Like <laughs> I, <laughs> those are the people that I would definitely be very cautious with. Yeah. Is everyone should do X Y Z? Yeah. And it's like ah, that's probably not a good person to listen to. Yeah. Because very rarely does everyone need to do something that specific. Yes. Now, does everybody need to track calories and timing? Yes, because those are concepts. Yeah. But if somebody's like, you need to do intermittent fasting, yeah. or everyone should do You need to brush your teeth. Blah, blah, blah. You need to, yeah. It's yeah. like there are some foundational aspects that you do need to do yes. that is non-negotiable. Yeah. So the components of nutrition, non-negotiable. How do you apply them? Negotiable. Individual. Yeah, negotiable. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, we'll wrap it up there. Yeah. As soon as you just said this fun, this is fun. I'm like, okay, we're on. No, I said this was fun. <laughs> oh, okay, good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, and I, I hope it was helpful. True. Whoever I, has listened this long, thank you. Thank you. And I hope there was something for you in here. <laughs> <laughs> At this point, we might be just doing it for ourselves. That's okay. I'm okay with that. Yeah, me too. <laughs> but I hope it helped. Yeah. Um, learn from my mistakes. Yeah. And that's me too. <laughs> yeah. Definitely made, made and non-mistakes. Yeah. yeah. Just <laughs> and the stuff we got right. Food for thought. Womp <laughs> womp. <laughs> 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 okay. <laughs> Good job. Thanks for having me, Rob. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So we have the free resource on the website, www.brutalengine.com. You can get a free nutrition education. The first document on that page is create your own nutrition program. You can download that document, find out the calories you should have, the protein you should have, and the methods in which you can use to be more consistent with the timing of your meals. That's all for free. Also for free, we have our 15-minute consultations. You can shoot me an email at brutalironjim at gmail.com. You can go to the website, go to the 101 services page. On there is a link, so you can go to that page on that link or email me at brutalironjim at gmail.com and we'll sign you up for a free 15-minute virtual consultation. I'd like to meet you via Zoom or whatever else uh, system we need, depending on where you live. And we'll talk about what your goals are, what your struggles are, and what we could do to overcome them. So all of that is available. Uh, if you like the podcast, if you do find the podcast helpful, please share it. The more people we share it with, the more people can help. Also, if you like the podcast, please consider donating to support the podcast, which you can do on the website. And if you like the information we share in the podcast, you can find more from us on our social media channels. You can find us and follow us on Instagram and YouTube under the name Brutal Iron Gym. Well, thank you, Meredith. Thank you. Yes. <laughs> and then thank you to the listeners. So as always, I hope this was helpful. And thank you for listening.